0: So if somebody called you a name, maybe, maybe they called you a character trait and you feel bad about it. I want you to listen to this because I want to change your mind set on name calling. I'm a big advocate for anything to do with anti-bullying, anti-violence and all that stuff. However, until the world is perfectly perfect until then, we're gonna have things like bullying, name calling. So let's just deal with the name calling for one second because I can only tell you this, all you can do with the name calling when someone calls your you a name, okay, or a word, and you hear it, so it's not behind your back, it's not hearsay, it's not what, somebody, what you think someone said, they actually say you are blank and they tell you what the blank is. I say embrace it because you can't unhear it, right? So that's not an option. You heard it. So that's you can't re, you know erase it or go back in time and pretend you didn't hear it Suppre- suppressing or pushing it down, not dealing with it. That never led to anything really good that I know of. Ignoring it again, didn't lead to anything. so you heard the word, right? I want you to consider, what you'll do with this information, what you'll do with that. So I'll give you a good example. Someone once called me stubborn, but the way they said it was, you are so stubborn like that with a tone of frustration, with a tone of a little bit of anger, with a tone of it was a bad thing. And that's how I took it. That's exactly how I received it. You're so stubborn. Now, whether or not the person meant it in a negative, anger, bad way it's, it, it is not here nor there. It really has no relevance. All that says to me when someone says something with those, those tone, with a tone that suggests to you something, you have to remember that, no, you don't have to strike that. You can choose to remember or learn what's called the mirror method. And a mirror method is just literally pretend, no, figuratively pretend you have a mirror in your hand. You know a mirror, the handheld mirror, that you hold it up and you look at yourself? Pretend you have one of those. Turn the mirror, instead of looking at yourself, turn the mirror to that word or that person that used it in the derogatory way. So they used it in, say, a negative way, or you heard it in a negative way. So here's the statement, you are so stubborn. But the way I first said it was, you are so stubborn, right? So there was inflection. Um, You perceived anger. You perceived frustration. You perceived by the way they chose to use their tone, their voice, and all that, right? You perceived feeling that came across with that statement. You are stubborn. So take that mirror that I told you, that handheld mirror that you pretend you have in your hand, and hold it up, look at yourself and go mirror technique, turn the mirror towards that statement, that person that said those things. And those, the feeling that came across anger, frustration, negative derogatory, that mirror bounces right back to that person. And I'm not saying send it back to them. I'm saying it is simply a reflection of how that person who said that feels. Think about that. That Tone, those feelings that you identified, those feelings of of maybe you felt scared, maybe you felt shame, or oh my gosh, am I all of these things? That mirror is the opportunity for you to have this secret little um, wand called a mirror that you can pick up and turn the mirror to yourself and look at yourself and say, Mirror technique, use it as you would a tennis ball. Tennis ball's coming at you and you're using it as a tennis racket, bounce it back. So maybe use, maybe, maybe use a tennis racket instead of a mirror, whichever way you want to think of it. It's a technique that we use to, to, to make us remember in the moment that the feeling that is coming, bouncing at us is simply a reflection of how that person feels at the time that they said those words. So let's do the mirror. Let's bounce the mirror back to that person, only not wishing them harm, not throwing it back to them in a, in a bad way at all. In fact, we're going to send it back with love and compassion. And hope that they can deal with it on their own. But knowing that it's not ours. What is ours is the words. You are stubborn. Right? But see how I said it? You're stubborn. Okay. Let me, this is part A. I'm getting into part B in a second, which is a fun part. Part A is actually knowing that what is coming your way is not, part of it you choose to take, which is I am stubborn. Okay. I'll take that. I'll do the, something with that in a second. But in the meantime, the feelings that came across... I'm going to mirror back or take my tennis racket and bounce the ball back to that person and put it back into their court and they can deal with that and send it with some love and compassion because those are, those are, wow, those are big, strong, big feelings. So I'm going to send it back with some love and compassion and hopefully they can deal with it on their own and when when and if they choose to. But for now, you're left with that word. You are stubborn. So after I did that mirror technique, and this took me like 24 hours. It's not instantaneously. And I've been doing this like all my life. So it's not like, even when, you, when you've you done it a million times, it still takes time. So it took me 24 hours to do that. It doesn't happen in an instant. Although the more you practice it, the better you get. It used to take me weeks, months, and sometimes years. And now in 24 hours, I was able to do what I just said. So now I'm left with a choice. Do I want to take that word in, stubborn? Do I want to take that as constructive criticism, feedback? Uh, Well, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it as an opportunity to say, you know what? I am stubborn (laughs) now that I think about it. Well, now that I think about it, When it comes to certain things, I am really super stubborn, meaning I put my heels in the ground and I refuse to participate in animal cruelty. What did I say? I said animal cruelty. Whenever I come across that in my world, whenever I see any display of any kind of cruelty or violence, I get stubborn, to put it. In a nice, light, polite way. Meaning, I put my heels on the ground. I say, stop everyone. This is not tolerable. I will not acknowledge this. I will not allow this in my world. So an example would be you're walking along the street, going for a beautiful walk on the beach. Let's say we're walking on the beach. Why not? It's sunny and beautiful and the sun's out and you're all alone and you're walking, enjoying this beautiful, amazing day in Australia. Let's say we are. And you come across somebody who is being somewhat not nice to their dog. And maybe they're just raising their voice and yelling at the dog. That is a form of bullying. That's a form of negativity that, to me, I take offense to. So I have a lot of techniques, as we all do, about breaking that energy, about introducing perhaps there's another way of looking at this uh, another way of dealing with this so i use humor right off the bat i go up to the person and i say oh my goodness did your dog eat that treat too fast so i break the pattern or the cycle that they're in they think they're in alone with their dog with humor i think that's the easiest way to deal with it because you can snap somebody out of a moment that they just Fell into a bad pattern. It's their own stuff, and it's a great opportunity to use humor to break a pattern, and them to have that that choice. That choice, they can turn to you and say, oh, "You're so right. She did eat it too fast," or you know, respond in that light, humorous way, and correct, self-correct, self-regulate themselves, and you don't have to make them feel embarrassed or shameful or or blame them, and you use humor to do it. That works about one out of ten times. In my experience, other times you will get it's none of your business. But out, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And you know what I do? As I just go, okay, I can do that. And I just stand there and I be quiet. And what what does that mean? It, it means I, I said, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm butting out. I'm not going to further give you any more criticism. I'm just going to stand here. And what that does is shows that other person that you're not going to fight back and feed the energy of what you found offensive. You're just going to stand there and be quiet. And that works three out of ten times because then they look at you and they go, what are you doing? Nothing. You told me to butt out. I'm buddy out. And you stay quiet. It gives them a second opportunity to self regulate, self correct without making them feel uh, bad. They'll catch them. It'll make them think twice about the behavior and they can move on and walk down the street and do but they'll stop doing what they did that offended you. Guaranteed that works. A couple of times I won't say it's it's an exact science, but every once in a while someone will come back with anger, you know, they'll 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 say it in a much angrier way. But Here's the thing, regardless of how they respond, they, you have stopped them in that moment that offended you in your immediate circle. You've put your foot forward, You—you not foot literally, but you've expressed your displeasure for that in your world. you voiced your concern and you did not participate in the yelling or screaming, even though they may do that to you. It's a practice in your self-discipline, in your breathe, two, three. Breathe, one, two, three. Stay silent, two, three. Observe, two, three. Wait, two, three. See what happens, two, three. Be still, two, three. And what will happen is you have already... Created a ripple effect. You've stopped the behavior. You've voiced your concern. What they now do is up to them. What they now do. But you've interrupted a pattern. You've interrupted a moment in time. You've stood up for yourself. You've spoken your truth. And that is, to me, power. Power. I learned this very thing for myself when I was a child growing up and I would see something happening like I described. And because I was so so shy, I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the confidence as a young child to say, stop, that's not right. So I would be quiet, put my eyes and head down and walk forward. And I, I suppose ignore it, you know, but you know, I'm under 10 years old and this is something I'm witnessing and it's adults. And I probably should not have Uh, tried to interject and put myself in danger uh, when maybe two people were arguing. It had nothing really to do with me, but it offended me, and I knew that enough. I knew enough to put my head down and mind my own business, walk ahead. It wasn't until I was in my teens that I realized that, no, I could actually, through the voice or through the skills of communication, the art of communication, the art of negotiating, the art of mitigating, mitigating basically, making two parties that are arguing at each other somehow find peace in the middle. Um, Didn't want to be a lawyer, didn't want to be a judge yet. So I thought, well, maybe I will use this skill somewhere in my life where I don't have to put my head down and walk forward and ignore, or I could actually maybe, maybe stand up for myself and at least say, I don't think that that is, is correct behavior. I, I, I'm going to say that it's probably bullying, but I don't want to use these bad words, you know? So I will engage in a conversation which will change the energy. If nothing else, it will stop what I am witnessing that offends me. And I learned in my 20s, after doing that all through my teens, I learned in my 20s as I started to take on jobs and and, and, and um, positions of some authority I realized that I did have a choice to to even take it one step further if I needed to. And I realized that I wasn't going to be the person that would ever stop it, realizing that I may need to call in authorities or I may need to refer that person to another resource. Maybe they're just having a really hard time and they, they're they so hungry they can't even think straight. And so maybe it's a matter of just getting them into the right shelter uh, the right mental health aid. Um, it doesn't always have to be something like get them arrested or, you know, charges or it, it doesn't have to be that severe. Sometimes people just need a helping hand. And so often I will say, you know, interrupt a behavior of bullying or violence in some way. Um, usually it's verbal, verbal violence um, that I might run into. And we all see it everywhere all the time. I may just say, is there is there anything I can do to help you? And literally ask that question. And when you ask a question that's kind of open-ended like that, right? You said, is there anything I could do to help? That's an open-ended question. That's not a yes or no. Um, And if it is a yes or no, then you can say, ask another open-ended question. Another. And then you can use distraction techniques. You can use all kinds of techniques. Learning the art of communication is like having a, a hammer When you want to put a picture up and you have a nail and you want to put a picture up and you don't have a hammer. Well, when you have a hammer, that's the tool you need to do that job. When you need the art of communication and negotiation and mitigation and learning how to manipulate, not manipulate, sorry. um, Masterfully change the energy of something negative into something kind of neutral. So the person has another chance to uh, do over Let's try this again kind of thing. Or maybe stop them in their tracks so they don't do it again. When you change that energy, it, it to me, must be done with words, must be done through communication, must be done through. And if that fails, lead the way. Lead a better way. So if you're dealing with bullying and their kids, you can lead by another way. Go become a teacher. Teach the kids how to not be having to be uh, come, bullies, to get what they want. Teach them business schools, uh, skills. Teach, teach, teach. Lead a better example. Lead the path. Pay it forward. That is ultimately the best way. You know what they say, right? The best um, way to leave an example is live that example that you want to instill on others. If if all else fails, live the life that you want. Lead the example, and others will follow because they'll see you in your authentic self. And they'll go, ooh, that looks fun. That looks cool. That looks awesome. I want a little bit of that. I'm going to follow that person instead of my own inner demons or inner, if that's not the right word, but inner struggles, so to speak. So I hope that helps get you a little further faster in the direction of your dreams and goals. And until next time, this is Tracy with Anchor.fm.